Woody Allen's personal life is no business of mine. I just like witty dialogue and anxious lead characters. Oh, yeah? Well, you try and watch K-Pax in 2018 and enjoy yourself. Well, if you can't separate the art from the artist, then unfriend me! Hello, everybody. This is Unfriend Me with Scott Johnson and Justin Robert Young for uh, January 16th, 2018. And we're here. Hi. Welcome. It's our second episode of the year. <laughs> I'm not going to do this every time where I tell you which episode of the year it is. People will know. Uh, you should. You should. Uh, just uh, This is our uh, 27th episode of the year. Great idea. What an idea that is. Um, we're back. We're uh, back to it. That means you're back to it. If you're listening live right now, we expect you... Uh, here shortly to be a part of the festivities and call in on this year's show where we talk about controversial topics and issues that face people in our modern day. Uh, Justin, what are we doing today? What are we? How are we handling this? Uh, well, you want to know what? Uh, this is probably a topic that people will love to throw in our face if one of us does something really stupid, uh, and that is how to separate the art from the artist. Uh, mm. It is a topic that has come up a lot recently specifically with the me too uh a, a wave that we are currently undergoing yeah. and uh it's something that that we we wanted to crack this way uh to talk about fame scandal and consequence and all the different permutations that are there who it has affected historically who it hasn't affected historically and the people that are being affected by it now including those that aren't which i think there are some very notable interesting kind of uh, exceptions to who is getting lambasted in the arts community now let me ask you this uh recent accusations have gone as far as uh some regular some people that you would normally think of oh they're uh, lefty sensitive types uh but uh, people like aziz ansari being accused of some uh some you know interesting behavior that he responded to and has apologized for uh, you got um, this latest news about Elijah Dushku and her uh, as a 12 year old starring in True Lies, a James Cameron film uh, where she now says she was molested uh, at age 12 by a stunt coordinator who we would all Who's know still working, still Who's working, working. Like, like worked on every major movie last year. Yeah. All big stuff all the time. TV shows. He's in that new Star Trek stunt coordination stuff like there's a lot going on. Uh, he denies it, so there's an example of a of a someone accepting it and someone else denying it. Um, so I, I kind of thought weeks ago we would have kind of petered out and been through with the names of people that are coming out uh, before we go on and we go back deep into the history of this sort of thing. Are you at least a little surprised or not surprised at all that that we're still unearthing this stuff? Like I didn't think it was going to be that systematic or that deep, or that many accusations just waiting to be told, and yet here they are. No, is probably the short version. I, I'm not surprised, because I, it, it is my experience, the more that I have talked to women about creep-ass behavior, that creep-ass behavior is intensely prevalent. Mm. Uh, so if you are to assume that these famous people that we are talking about are regular people, plus the insulation of fame, plus the do-over cards that we call money, uh, 
then yeah, I would assume that creep ass behavior would probably be more prevalent. And and now what 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 kind of changed the game with this is that there there's kind of a journalistic element to the the, the Me Too story, which is that social media became reason enough to do a story, whereas previously it would not have. Mm. You would have that would have been a lead, and then you would try to confirm it, and then at some point somebody would say okay, well, we can't get confirmation on on these things, so we can't run with this story. Whereas now we are culturally at a place where somebody saying something on social media is effectively them declaring to every news outlet in the world that this is a thing that happened, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so now there's no time limit to any of these stories anymore. So uh, if you were going to say, uh, you know, would we be able to get through all the names in two months? No, <laughs> I don't think we would have been able to get through all those names with no time limit, no statute of limitations. No, I, I think we still have more to come. Although the Aziz Ansari thing is interesting in that it seems like there has been a little bit of pushback by way of the New York Times uh, uh, with female commentators saying, okay, is this the bottom of the barrel? Is no. this the is this the lowest of offenses that you can have pushed at you uh, uh, that becomes national news? And furthermore, and this is what we're going to get into in this particular uh, episode, is it poisonous for anything else that he would do? Will we never see another Aziz Ansari movie again? Will we never see another Aziz Ansari Netflix special uh, in the way that Louis C.K.'s stuff was all pulled? immediately yeah i think there's a conversation to be had and we may we may touch on it today or it may be a big deal i don't know maybe your calls will help determine this but there needs to be probably some conversation around the idea of uh sort of granularity of offense um there's a difference between i won't use names because this is this will make it less uh, focused on people but if you're accused uh, and there's evidence of and whatever you're you're accused of uh, roofing and taking advantage of somebody while the, they've been unknowingly drugged. I think that's a different offense than uh, Aziz Ansari chasing a girl around the room, misreading her I, I, stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, here, let me, and I, I don't want to stop you, but here's, here's one thing that I don't want to do in this particular episode right. is to be the refer, but to have me and you in referee shirts. Oh, you yeah. Know, uh, no. Calling out what's what 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 is and what isn't. It is not. Um, yeah, it is not my job to do that, I am sure. But if we are going to talk about will we see Aziz Ansari in a new movie or a TV show or something or is his career over? And we're also in that same breath going to say, all right, will uh, are we going to are we going to see um, uh, freaking Woody Allen make another movie and get it released? Or are we going to see somebody who is accused of much, much more heinous and by definition, illegal crimes? Yeah, that no one talks about that. And there is a difference between Louis C.K. whacking it in front of some people he invited over and Louis C.K. tackling somebody in a dark hallway and raping them. I mean, there's a difference. There is a difference. Now, whether you could say both of those things are worthy of ending a career over or only one of them is and one of them isn't, I, I, I'm with you. I don't want to wear that striped shirt. I don't want to be that guy to help determine that. But no one talks about that. And maybe it's because... They don't want to either. I don't know. But there's a difference, dude. Of course there is. 
There's always uh, mitigating circumstances. Otherwise, there's one letter, one law, and everybody's under the same thing. And I don't think it, I don't think it can work that way. Sure. I I'm 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 not, yeah. Uh, let's let's. <laughs> I see what you're saying, and I don't want to get bogged in it either. I totally get it. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, you know, true lies guy is not the same as Aziz Ansari in these two in the, no, in the I, two I, I cases. Yeah. No, I think I think I think that they're, they're all different. And listen, we're going to get into a lot of different uh, uh, conversations about a lot of different stripes of bad behavior that have erupted in different levels of scandal. The only thing that I would say on that topic is number one. I don't know exactly how much people want the uh, uh, people are, are thirsting for, like, finally, the white guy's opinion on this. Right. <laughs> you can say that uh, about us every week, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, specifically with this kind of stuff. But 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 also, uh, you know, there are a lot of complicating factors in this. And, and you know, for example, with Louis C.K., I think his greater crime was his cover up. Mm. And and for, for what he did, if he had come clean on that, as opposed to kind of blackballing a lot of these women with uh, by way of his manager, who was cleaning up all of his dirt for him, uh, I think that this would be a different scenario. If, like if at the first time that there were reports that he was jacking off in front of women and had done that thing at the Just for Laughs Festival, mm -hmm. he had come out in a special and admitted what a creep he was and that he did a thing that he was bad that, that that was bad right mm -hmm. i don't think that it would be as bad as as what happened to him uh, uh at the point that he was releasing i love you daddy yes, i you know. completely agree yeah it would have it would have changed the discussion at the very least here's what i do hope happens and then we can dig into the history of this uh, yeah. and we're gonna go way back by the way folks this is gonna be exciting yeah. uh i will say this i believe uh the next breaking news we hear is that aziz ansari will change his name officially to aziz i'm sorry Anyway, go ahead, Justin. That's my dad joke for the night. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> Just to know that dad jokes like uh, cockroaches will survive any level of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> my kids would appreciate it. I'll have to share it later. Oh, uh, no, no, no. All yeah. right. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, uh, number one, of course, you, as soon as we're done talking, you can go ahead and give us a call. 801-285-9395. We encourage you to put that in your phone just so you don't have to Remember the number, you can just go ahead and dial unfriend me uh, as a contact. So again, that number, 801-285-9395. And of course, email us, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. Not a lot of emails on Logan Paul. Apparently, uh, everybody was sick of Logan Paul, and I don't blame you. Yeah. But I, I assume that we're going to get a fair amount of them for this one. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. As we like to do on this show, Scott, we're not dealing with the stuff that's just right in front of us. We're trying to get further context. So I wanted to bring the first Hollywood scandal, as it is understood, to your attention. All right. This was Labor Day. Labor Day, 1921. The arrest of Fatty Arbuckle on manslaughter charges uh, uh, of Roscoe, who that was his real name. Uh, Roscoe's roommate had thrown a party in their suite, which was crashed by a disreputable starlet named Virginia Rappé, for real, oh, uh, who fell seriously ill and died a few days later. The papers, led by the Hearst Group, made this incident into Hollywood's first true major scandal, repeatedly making lurid claims in screaming headlines that Arbuckle had abused Rappé to death with, by various accounts, a Coke bottle, a milk bottle, a champagne bottle, and a chunk of ice. There is evidence to say that this was 
trumped up, that this was not the actual uh, reasoning why uh, the young starlet died. However, it ruined Fatty Arbuckle's career, except for uh, while he was probably uh, uh, one and two with Charlie Chaplin as a silent film star, ruined his career up till and very later when he was kind of put into some talky shorts. So this was the first time that we saw what we are going to dissect on a larger level. Bad behavior, right? Public shame, mm-hmm. career consequences. That's the see. That's the our thing. Relationship with fame, because <clears throat> it isn't. It's not. <clears throat> it's probably fair to say that there were other controversial things, or unseemly things, or things that may have happened pre Arbuckle. That's probably true, but this is the first time where all of those three streets you just mentioned sort of met. The 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 scandal, the public humiliation part, and the public sort of parading of the scandal. And then ultimately the third street, which is the destruction of his career. But you've got, I mean, we'll get to these, but there are plenty of examples of the first two things happened, but third thing didn't for some reason and still doesn't in some cases. Uh, In other cases, first things didn't happen, but the third thing still happened because it was enough just to be associated with a story, regardless if it was true or not. Like it gets pretty complicated down the road and perhaps that's still true to this day. Anyway. Continue on. Well, I mean, certainly. Look, I mean, the 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 idea here. There are a couple of operative things that uh, you know with, with the Fatty Arbuckle story. Number one, the idea that he might have been railroaded by the media, which is the reason why I have always believed that more gatekeepers are better than less gatekeepers. That uh, for all of our imperfections with the internet, at the very least, what we did was take absolute power out of the hands of anybody who could afford a channel, mm-hmm. uh, be it a printing press or a radio uh, a tower or a television studio. Now, all of a sudden, we could democratize information. Now, that's very often very, very, very messy, right? And it very often leads to kind of mob rule. But I don't think that the Internet invented mob rule. Uh, in fact, you could say here, if we are to understand that this was something that was invented by the Hearst Group to sell papers, uh, this was them inspiring a mob by way of a lot easier uh, machinations. Right. Uh, by the way, chat, uh, right. I'm showing the chat room a picture of Fatty Arbuckle just so they can have some reference here. Um, <clears throat> he's the fat one, <clears throat> not the skinny guy next to him here. He's the big chunky guy that is literally named Fatty Arbuckle. All right. There we go. Yeah. All right. So how about this? Uh, a brief collection of awful behaviors by Hollywood stars, some of which had consequences and others did not. Walt Disney gave a Disney studio tour to Nazi filmmaker Lenny Reifenstahl (laughs) after she was known to be the principal uh, uh, chronicler of Hitler. (laughs) My gosh, I didn't you know what? I didn't know about this one. This is news to me. (laughs) I thought I knew about all the the old ones because the old ones are great because you weren't there. We weren't alive and they seem quaint and almost like fantasy now. Uh, Even the Arbuckle thing, which is a pretty serious accusation, uh, potential crime like. Everything about that is is kind of awful. And if it was in the light of today, it's, you know, Chris Brown punching Rihanna or something like that's that's real business. But when you see it in black and white and you see it some 75 years on, somehow it doesn't have the impact. Right. So finding out that that uh, Walt Disney did this and then would be lumped into this uh, uh, being called a Nazi sympathizer and various other things is absolutely news to me. I had no idea. So. Imagine the furor, pun intended, that would be kicked up. Well done. If 
the CEO of YouTube gave, as much as I am loath to mention his name, uh, Richard Spencer, who has made his bones as a neo-Nazi, yeah, right? Yeah. That they gave him a tour of the YouTube creator space in Los Angeles. Mm. Like, that would probably be a story, mm -hmm. right? That would probably be something that 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 would be a big deal. So imagine, just to give you context there. Yeah. Here's or, another one. And or, by the way, no consequences. No, no yeah, consequences none, to that. Yeah. Except for maybe public shame or, or we can understand, uh, maybe we can complicate our relationship with the founding of Disney and Walt Disney's role in it if, if you are, uh, you know, if, if you are affected by the news. Sure. Uh, here's here, another one. Here, let me ask you this though, real quick about Disney. Go. Was this tour? See, now I find myself wanting more details. Like, did he know that she was a, a filmmaker working? Everyone for knew who she was. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. So, so she had, she had international renown and fame as a Nazi propaganda filmmaking person. Um, who was great at it. I mean, I guess that would be the other, the artistic argument would be she also was, she also pushed boundaries in terms of what filmmaking was. Okay. Right? So if she, but so she did, it for, she did it for Hitler. So if the, so the, so the modern day example might be, uh, what if one of Kim Jong-un's guys, uh, showed up at, at, uh, Cape Canaveral and wanted a, a tour of, you know, the NASA facility there. Well, that's the reason why I said Richard Spencer, because I wanted to try to avoid kind of like the, the political implications because I think that brings in another level of like security and, and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, uh, but it, these are two private individuals with, you know, a, a private uh, tour. I right? assume so I, it, was this before we were in the war or was this during or after? It was after. I mean, she made a, a, a triumph of the will like, you know, during the war. So. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm just, uh, this, this one's going to be some homework for me later because I'm interested. But go All ahead. right. How about this one? Singer Spade Cooley, and by the way, if you want more of a of a a, a a a a look into this one, I would highly recommend the episode of uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones, the podcast that goes into this. It is gruesome, really. Uh, like very, very. Uh, it's I, I I in no way want to impart any kind of uh, uh, wackiness into this particular story because it is awful, awful, awful. All right. Uh, Singer Spade Cooley murdered his wife, was convicted uh, of that murder, was about to get pardoned by Governor Reagan because he was such a beloved singer at the time, played a benefit concert uh, the night that he was going to find out that they were going to surprise him with the news that he was getting pardoned and died of a heart attack. Oh, my gosh. Really? He was going to get pardoned. And when you listen to the horrifying details involved in this, and I, I, I hopefully that people who listen to this show understand that I am not somebody that has an easily turned stomach. You know, I, I covered murders and deaths uh, uh, when I when I was a, a journalist. I've covered trials for molestations. The details in this story turned my stomach and are vile. They were known to then governor of California, Ronald Reagan and. Because Spade Cooley was so beloved as one of the the pioneers of the Bakersfield Sound, something that California found uh, to be very prideful in, but they were leading the way in country music, he was going to be pardoned because uh, wow. with, with time served. Okay, I 
never even heard of this story once again. I don't know how this one uh, passed me by. It feels like it's something I at least should have heard of. Probably a documentary somewhere on this sort of thing. But if you're telling me that Justin Robert Young, stomach of steel, uh, you know, nothing gets in my way, Justin Robert Young. You're telling me this got to you. I That's me. That's what I have. I have tattooed on my stomach like Tupac had thug life. <laughs> nothing gets to me, it says. <laughs> but I don't I can't I can't even imagine what that must mean. So I don't even know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. I may not want to know. Oh, it's 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 bad. Podcast is great. Cocaine and rhinestones. <laughs> I can't recommend it high enough. Uh, but man, that episode. I thought he was fooling around uh, just saying at the beginning that this is going to be really hard to listen to. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh boy. Okay. Not kidding. All right. Here's another one of the most famous cases of celebrity morphing. Joan Crawford. Yeah. Uh, 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 she was probably most recently kind of chronicled. FX did a series, uh, Feud, Benny and Joan, about uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford mm-hmm. and their famous feud. Uh, Joan Crawford, uh, a very interesting life, including being a bisexual sex machine, uh, uh, sometimes uh, being accused of furthering her career by sleeping with literally anybody uh, uh, above her that could benefit her. And more notably for this discussion, being a awful mother, as chronicled in the book and then movie, Mommy Dearest, written by her daughter. Yeah. Uh, Of course, the wire coat hangers being... The uh, the kind of, uh, uh, you know, seminal moment in that where she beat her daughter, waking her up in the middle of the night and beat her uh, for having wire coat hangers, which she did not like. Yes. And she, uh, I mean, basically chronicled what you could only uh, describe as serious child abuse uh, combined yeah. with serious child neglect and serious malpractice as a parent. And as controversial as that was, you could argue that she got off super easy and didn't really have to face any consequences for it. Other than well, the she was dead. She was, she was dead by the time that that movie or sure. that, that book came out. She knew about the book, cut the daughter <laughs> and the brother out of the will. Uh, yeah. They then sued to get back into it. But uh, this is another thing that, you know, kind of complicated a legacy of, of an actress that was very, very well regarded. Yeah. So she was big. Imagine to, uh, who would this, I don't want to do that. I was going to say, who would it be today? But then we get, it's, uh, it gets weird. Yeah. Well, here, let, let's, let's just look at all these examples, all right. right? Because on one hand, Mommy Dearest is probably the one that haunted these guys the most. Uh, uh, country, country fans who are aware of Spade Cooley probably know that uh, you know, the, the, the troubled last moments of his life. Um, I don't think anybody really uh, knows a lot about the Walt Disney, Letty Reifenstahl thing. However, we could understand that these would be gigantic scandals uh, uh, in 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 any modern era, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Joan Crawford being uh, a, a a bisexual sex machine would be a, a bigger scandal in 2018. Certainly, her abusing her daughter would be a gigantic scandal in 2018, and, and everything else. So yeah. let's kind of move to a little bit more of the modern era. And to me, the opening salvo for how we think about these scandals now is Bill Cosby. Mm. Yeah. That one still burns, still stings a little bit like and, and and you know, I think a lot of people have lumped him into this this current thing we're in now, this me too thing well, I think he, he I mean, in many ways it kind of set the template for I, this I, reason. I agree he's like the grandpa of it he's the he's the bringer in of it, like he's kind of the tip of all that stuff, but 
uh, it also it's easy to forget that it happened kind of independently from all of this or before uh, certainly before Weinstein, before Spacey, before all the other big bombshell ones. And um, I remember, well, I still, I'm still kind of horrified by it. I have, there are two or three of his albums I have memorized from front to back. Yeah. And was so into, so into him that I couldn't barely stand it. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty of this. Like, I don't have any connection to Arbuckle, don't really care about Joan Crawford, but I did care a lot about the comedy of Bill Cosby and also his career and also what his yeah. career represented. Those things all mattered to me in pretty major ways. And I can only imagine what it mattered to, to others who uh, saw in him, you know, a prime example of, of what you could do as an African-American hardworking comedian actor and what you could do uh, for a long, you know, for lasting impact. And then to have all of that stuff come out, boy, there was that, there was Scott's first big question. How is it possible for me to listen to dad, uh, dad is great. Bring me the chocolate cake. Can I, can I ever hear that again without completely losing the art of it and only remembering rapey McRapey pants? Well, let's also understand how it began. Yeah. You remember how all that, uh, how all that came about? Uh, barely. Um, I remember it. I remember these, it was like years and years of it though. Like, a few years ago, somebody came forward and said something. And I remember going, oh, that's weird. But then nothing happened. And I thought, well, all right, I guess that just went under the rug or somebody got paid or maybe it never happened or kind of just forgot about it. Um, well, there are there are two elements and one breaking point. Okay. Number one, these rumors had been out forever. They'd even been reported on. Right. Uh, uh, Hannibal Burris, who was tired of Bill Cosby making moral judgments on how black entertainers should handle themselves, called him a rapist on stage. But still. That came and went. What brought down Bill Cosby was, number one, Bill Cosby wanting to get back into the spotlight. NBC had agreed to do a series with Bill Cosby. I believe he had a a deal with Netflix. This was going to be a career resurgence for Bill Cosby, and that meant he had a social media team. Mm -hmm. A social media team who thought, here's a great idea. Let's do a Bill Cosby meme generator with various different pictures i forgot about this do me a favor click 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 on that link i have in the doc with the bill cosby thing yeah because this destroyed bill cosby's career in record time in 12 hours there was not only no element of bill cosby's career left it opened the floodgates for all these other women who had been shamed who had their careers ruined, who had had their lives uh, uh, totally, uh, you know, changed. Now, all of a sudden, because the tide was so publicly turning, there was almost a permission to come out and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the the onslaught, the avalanche uh, really, really began. But it all started with this tweet. Look, uh, just scroll, scroll back up for a second. This was the first, there was the tweet from Bill Cosby's uh, 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 Bill Cosby's His Twitter, Twitter account, yeah, at Bill Cosby at the time. I don't know if anyone tweets from there anymore, but yeah, that's there. Which was go ahead, meme me, yeah. hashtag Cosby meme, yeah. And holy smokes, did they meme? <laughs> like, look at like like these are brutal. But all of a sudden, it was like turning on a light switch. It was just there and gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, it went from, of course, Bill Cosby's going to be back on television. 
to, of course, Bill Cosby is a serial rapist who deserves nothing but scorn. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm of two minds here. Number one, <laughs> somebody with those kinds of accusations, uh, outstanding accusations, this was just asking for that to be what they did with the meme generator. But also, when was the last time anybody who was in charge of somebody else's image ever said, here, here's a meme generator, even if that person has a spotless record as a human being. You've got lovers and you've got haters out there. I guarantee this would have been a bad idea no matter who this was. So at a very base level, bad social media team. Uh, on, on a secondary level, though, <laughs> it got piled on so hard and so quick given these accusations and uh, his his sweeping of them under the rug and other things that were public record at that point that it was just a bomb waiting to go off. Like, it's just such a... It's a bur stupid burrito wrapped in a stupid burrito. It's really bad. 14 uh, allegations of rape. Zip bop, zibbity bop. Like, it, they just... Go, this thing goes on for days. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and that that is... that is uh, Scott, for those of you who are only listening, that's Scott reading one of the memes. Yeah, that's, that's not, not me just saying that. <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like I was just saying it. No, I'm reading one of the memes. So there there you go. Um yeah. It, no, but, but, but but now look at what the difference is. And here is the theory that I will posit for you. This happens because of the internet. Yeah. A, the fact that the internet is able to never forget, and B, that we are all able to check in on each other in real time means that there is just a different way that we collectively Look at the careers of these people. Mm -hmm. We have power that we never had before. Look at Louis C.K. Again, this came out of a, uh, this is a post-Me Too world. So Harvey Weinstein happens before Louis C.K. But these allegations had been reported by places like Gawker for years. They had been a persistent element of Louis C.K. discussion that he cornered and masturbated in front of various people and there was corroborating evidence to do it nobody wanted to talk about it nobody wanted to go on the record but it was whispered about and it was rumored about for years and years and years yeah. it's not until he is releasing a movie that he uh it looked like I'll, I'll guarantee you this if this never happens yeah. we're talking about i love you daddy for oscars yeah no i know I love you daddy as a screenplay a, a, a possible Oscar nomination, if not a a Louis C.K. actor nomination. I will almost guarantee you that a, a movie about show business in black and white that is obviously so evocative of classic movies in the past, I'm deliberately tiptoeing around the plot and some of the thematic elements of it sure. as we get later in the show, Right. Uh, that that would have been nominated. And yet, now it's the time for the New York Times that gets all these women on the record. The movie is pulled from distribution. Mm -hmm. The premiere that was going to happen within hours is canceled. And his career is effectively ash. Yeah, it's not what it was. I can tell you that. Maybe there's a comeback later. I, who knows? But um, is it wrong? I, and I know um, I know this got said in, the, in Dave Chappelle's recent uh, special. But is it wrong for me to... I kind of laugh when you tell me the Louis C.K. thing. And I'm not laughing because I think it's funny that anybody who was victimized by that, that that's funny. I laugh because I don't, I think I don't understand his. 
thing. And we don't have to get into it, the the depth of what uh, is behind a guy wanting to do that all the time. I don't understand it, dude. It just seems goofy to me. Stopping somebody in the hall and going, hold on a second, whipping it out and going to town. I don't get it. Don't get it. Well, I mean, it wasn't that. He was in situations where there was like a closed door. He was talking privately to women and then asked them if they minded if he jacked off in front of them. <laughs> right, though. Like, I imagine, though, oh, my gosh, I've never been in any kind of meeting with anybody where I was going, yeah, yeah, I think our production schedule looks good, and uh, make sure Wednesday we meet with so-and-so because we got to get that done. Maybe we can do it over lunch. Oh, by the way, can I whack it while you're sitting here? Like, what is that? What is that? That is so weird to me. And I'm and look, I realize I'm naive to, to it to some extent. I'm sure there's somebody who could say, oh, Scott, this is a very specific um, uh, expression of sexual this and that, uh, repression this and blah, blah, blah. And they could tell me. My sister could probably tell me because she's a psychologist and she gets this stuff. But I, I hear this and I just go, that is so freaking weird. Why are you doing that? You're a kind of an ugly, redheaded, bald man in a room with power, with money. I get it. But... What what are you doing? And why did you think anybody wanted that? Nobody wants this. Nobody wants that. I mean, look, I, 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 I'm I'm not here to answer for Louis C.K. <laughs> uh, I, I I do think that there is an element when we are discussing these kinds of things, and now that a lot of these things are kind of out in the open, and and again, this is, in my opinion, part of the gender disparity of this is that a lot of these stories and a lot of these actions that seem foreign to me and you yeah. do not seem foreign to many women. No. Uh, women that I've talked to. Yeah. Like, dudes trying to jack off in front of women is pervasive, prevalent. Again, I, I've said this once. I'll say it a billion times before I die. Talk to women in your life that you trust, that you believe when they say something, and ask about the creepiest thing that ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. And the Stories that will come back, if they are anything like the stories that came back to me, will raise the hair on your arm. Yeah. No, this but, is true. And that's, this is hap- This is a thing that I've done with a couple of people, a couple of friends of mine, and they all have some terrible story to tell. Like this thing, oh, you didn't hear about the thing when we were 28 and we went to that, you know, like they've all got something. And it's easy for us, it's easy for me, who never gets accosted by anybody or yeah. never gets anybody that's trying to take advantage of me. I just I'd live in my little bubble there and go, "Oh, that seems that's very odd." Which is part of this conversation as well. But anyway, yeah, I just get I would not that I want to do this, but if somebody could figure out a way a technology where I could get into Louis CK's brain just for a second and just see what would motivate you to do that, especially when your career uh is going to I mean, there's a reason he tried to cover it up all the time is cuz his career is going to take a crap. Of course it is. Nobody wants to hear that you're this dirty old little bald guy in the room going, right, <laughs> in front of people. Yeah. Like, it's the, to me, it's just, I don't know. Well, and then, and then we have the case of Harvey Weinstein, which, look, has been covered a million ways from Sunday. Even if uh, uh, we, we pride ourselves on being a little bit of a, a time capsule here, we're not really going to go too much into it. There is just so much there. But yeah, yeah. I will say this. He's your Look big, at he's what your, we he, are talking about yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the Cosby show about those classic Cosby stand-ups. We are talking about uh, Fat Albert. We are talking about uh, a, a different world. We're talking about uh, a, a Louis, the, the Louis show on FX, which has inspired so many other uh, kinds of, a whole genre 
of of uh, of certain kinds of show, of which Aziz Ansari's Master of None is very much a part of. Hundred percent. Yep. We've uh, we, we're looking at the entirety of Miramax. Those are the careers of uh, Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. We're looking at so many uh, uh, actresses that have uh, come to prominence because they were featured heavily in Harvey Weinstein movies and he campaigned for them relentlessly to get Oscars. That is a staggering treasure trove of pop culture that now is thrown into uh, 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 you know chaos because we now, as enjoyers of that art, have to make a moral decision. How much does their personal habits affect the art that we enjoy? And that's before we get to the shocking blind spots in this in this post Me Too world, which are Roman Polanski and Woody Allen, mm. because Roman Polanski uh, in two thousand and three had many of the people that were standing up and cheering for Oprah at the Golden Globes standing up and cheering for him when he won for Best Director for The Pianist in two thousand and three. We yeah. have Woody Allen, who, by the way. I Love You, Daddy is basically a Woody Allen movie about a Woody Allen type character who is trying to sleep with Louis C.K.'s uh, a 17 year old daughter. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, has a movie out this year starring Justin Timberlake, who was on uh, all the coverage for the Golden Globes wearing a Me Too Time's Up pin. Yeah. And he's got some deal with Amazon, a a uh, a channel. Uh, well, a, a, a content curator now that is known for its progressive views and its sort of advanced, like, oh, Jeffrey Tambor did what? We're putting um, uh, trans or what's what's that called? Trans, whatever. Transparent. Transparent. We're putting tra almost a transition for some reason. We're putting transparent on hiatus, or we're not sure yet. And like they, but at the same time, no, I don't hear them saying shit about Woody Allen and their deal with him. I think it's them and not Netflix. I can't remember. But somebody's yeah. got And something. by the way, if you need a refresher on the allegations against Roman Polanski, uh, it was that he uh, raped a 13-year-old during a party. The guest list at that party is another uh, uh, element that is uh, certainly up for debate, uh, uh, as those people have continued to support him. And you can look down on them uh, as you will if you read the details there. Woody Allen, of course, was accused publicly of molesting his daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, you know, there's and then, of course, he married one of his stepdaughters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, with all that, there <laughs> is there is one uh, a column that that uh, I thought kind of uh, uh, did a little bit. I don't totally agree with it, but I think it is something that brings us to our topic here on maybe we need to retire the idea of art versus artist, that the art does live whether or not we want to like that, and we should be fretting less about our connection to the art. We should enjoy it if we enjoy it. We should not enjoy it if we don't, and think more about the actual changing of our culture, about the actual holding accountable people who do awful things instead of fretting on what is, in this author's opinion, her opinion, more of a esoteric conversation. Sure. Um, I have an answer to that, but no one's going to like this answer. <laughs> I mean, some people might, but I have been, uh, I've been roundly criticized for saying that it's impossible for me to watch and enjoy Kevin Spacey movies anymore. I can't do it. I tried. Yeah. I tried to watch Usual Suspects again for this very reason. I wanted to experiment. I wanted to see, well, all right, can this stand on its own? Um, can I still look at it? And <laughs> 
Forget about the fact that the director of that film is also accused of some pretty heinous things. Yeah. Um, but I, I went to do that because I used to love that movie. I just thought it was an incredible film and hadn't, it's been years. And so I started watching it and I just couldn't do it. Now, what I came away from that was I'm not prescribing that to everybody. And there are probably a million arguments about Kevin Spacey performances that, um, why they should be uh, enjoyed and seen and, and appreciated uh, for the rest of moviedom because that's how good he is. I'm sure those arguments exist. For me, though, I just can't do it. To me, it's like finding out, I don't know. It's like, it was, we did this on TMS. It's like if you found out I was selling crack cocaine to kids in a in a playground or something, I would expect people to to separ- to not be able to it would have at least be hard for some to separate me and my work from Scott, the crack dealer at the playground. Like, I, I feel like that's just an accepted thing. Now, there are going to be people who back me. There are going to be people going, yeah, man, he's just like the rest of us selling crack. He just tell now it's out in the open. I like that. There's something, you know, there's going to be people who are totally open, cool open with it. A that. whole new demo for you. Yeah, whole new demo I've never tapped into before. But. I fully expect a, a huge portion of people would be like, uh, no, not cool. Or, uh, that's not good. You shouldn't be doing that. So, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, the art matters more or the, the person's behavior matters more for me in particular. It's, I can't, I can't separate the two. To me, it's really hard. It's too distracting is what it is. It takes away from the art. So if you find, if I find out, for example, God forbid that there was ever news that George Miller was terrible. Let's say something came out where uh, I hesitate to even say names because sometimes it happens in the news later. Like we said, John Lasseter on TMS and like two hours later, there's a Lasseter story. Yeah. Uh, so you have to be careful with this stuff. But but if I find out George Miller, the uh, you know visionary director, creator and writer of the Mad Max films and the best movie of the last 10 years, Mad Max Fury Road, if I found out he had done something terrible and was accused of something terrible in these veins, uh, I'd be devastated because it would suddenly completely 100% detract from the experience and it would drive me crazy not because and then but, but here's the here's the flip of that I can go watch a Tarantino movie and not think once about Weinstein except for the logo or the the credits and I just go Ugh, and I but I quickly put it out of my mind why money guy versus the creative guy that to me is the line and note that I said to me that's the line I know that line varies and shifts around depending on who the hell you are. And it can't all be the same for everybody. Now, before you respond to all that, let's take our yeah. first call. Let's go. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, guys. This is Don from Atlanta. Hello, Don from Atlanta. What's up? Hey, so I'm kind of of the mind of you got to separate the art um, from the artist. I think of like old books and stuff like that. And maybe it's because they're dead and we don't have the connection to it. But I want to, I want to hypothesize. What if we found out that like George Lucas had done something as bad as Kevin Spacey or, or Harvey? Mm. Would we still, how would we feel about Star Wars after that? Yeah. See, this is a great question. And, and it fits into what I was saying before, but it also adds a new twist. And Justin, you say, you tell me whether you agree with this or not. Yeah. I think that uh, now that he is separated from the property, people would have an easier time justifying going all in on Star Wars. They're like, well, it's in Disney's hands now. It's got nothing to do with George Lucas anymore. He, he sold that off. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even go to meetings anymore. They've separated themselves completely. 
So Star Wars isn't even his. Like, that's how people would justify it. But if this was the year 1982 or during the prequels, let's say it was 2000 or something, and this happened, I'd have a very hard time watching Star Wars and not thinking immediately about dirty old George. So I think it depends on the person once again, but I do think there would be a a, a broader uh, space for not forgiveness, but a broader space for, well, he's not involved anymore if it was today. Justin, what do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that if we look at the, the examples that we've pulled up, that we are making a faster and more democratized judgment on allegations and that there are fewer gatekeepers that can keep this information from us. So once it's out there, uh, and, and very often, it's not like, let me put it this way, the Aziz Ansari thing for, as an example because it's fresh, Aziz Ansari didn't see that story before it went up. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe the, uh, I think it was Babe, the, 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 the uh, outlet that put it out, mm. maybe they sent him an email for comment, but God knows how long they held it, right? And certainly whether or not he said you shouldn't run it was not going to factor into them putting it out. Right. So it's like, to me, the difference in all this is just that now there is open access to this information on a level that we have never, ever, ever, ever seen before. And I think it's causing a lot of self-reflection in our culture on a lot of things, including whether or not we should, you know, just hand wave. Oh, well, you know, this person is accused of, uh, of, of some awful stuff. But, you know, two sides. You never know what really happened. Yada, yada, yada. You can make some convenient excuses for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, we, we, we go on. It's like now we have to look at this in full color. So. Yeah. So, so. So, yeah. So, color, does that answer your question? And, and how would you feel? I, I take it you're a Star Wars fan. How would that how would that work for you if that happened today? Yeah, I mean, I I think I can separate the two. I, I think the art would live on. Um, and I I'm kind of with you. I definitely think maybe there is a little bit of leeway because it's J.J. and Ryan Johnson and Disney. Mm-hmm. But uh, but let, let's say it was JJ, whoever, let, let's say it's the next, let's say episode nine, mm-hmm. how would it affect Star Wars going forward and stuff? I, personally, I think I could separate it, but what if it's about to open? Well, it, to me, to me, the Star Wars question is like, if uh, somebody flashed me at McDonald's, uh, the manager at a McDonald's flashed me when I went in there and I hated that. Will that affect McDonald's for me? A little bit, sure. But McDonald's is much larger than the one franchise I was in. And that's how Star Wars yeah. kind of is. It's it's different than, say, a little art project that, uh, you know, Ansari does or somebody like that where where it's all them all the time. And Well, no, but, but, even, but even then, right? Like, so uh, a television show uh, takes hundreds of people to make. Movies, just the same. Uh, uh, many of those people are good, hardworking people. Hell. People in these Woody Allen movies, you know, like like they there's no denying that they poured their heart out to give performances that lasted a, a generation. So there's, I think, a very complicated issue. However, where do we draw that line of, you know, the, the seed that bears the poison fruit? Is it the money people? Does it go all the way up to whoever, you know, uh, everything that somebody did that uh, on a money level is tainted? Right. Or is it the director? Is it the writer? Is it the cinematographer? Is it the stunt coordinator? As we're seeing now with with, with the Eliza Dushku thing, yeah. like there's there's what it's I like got, it's I like got, what I, Kill, I, I, Kilmer Murnock twelve eighty five in the chat room says. 
Star Wars is owned by Disney, and Walt was also a Nazi sympathizer. Therefore, we have to hate Star Wars now. I think he's being funny, but it's it's a good example of what we're saying. You can go that far if you want to. You could take George Lucas out of this completely and just say, well, now Disney owns it. Now I should hate Star Wars because I believe Walt Disney was a, was a Nazi th- sympathizer. And I think there's an answer to this, but we'll do it after this call. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Scott and Jerry. This is Thomas from Missouri. Hello. How's it going in Missouri? Yeah. It's not now. It's cold. That's how it's going. All right. What's on your mind? Well, you know, this, I was talking about the uh, about these artists and their work. Uh, there's people I can't listen to anymore. I can't listen to Chris Brown after the old Rihanna thing, and I don't think I'll ever be able to watch a Bill Cosby thing ever again. But there's exceptions. Like for me, I will never be able to forget Chris Benoit. Yeah. I know Jerry probably feels the same way. Is this yes. a wrestler thing I don't know about? Uh, Chris Benoit was yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers of his generation uh, who uh, was found dead alongside his wife and kid who he murdered. Uh, oh, I heard about this. Okay. This is one of the darkest chapters in wrestling history. Uh, he... 07, right? There's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, and look, there's a lot of talk about you know, he his brain by way of concussions was that of I think an eighty three year old man, um, with Alzheimer's. Yeah, with Alzheimer's. Mm. So mm. Uh, there was there was there's a lot to process there, but certainly it, it, it taints his body of work forever. Sure, like if uh, I don't know, I mean this isn't the same. Well, that's a real. I think that's a really good question and a good example. Does our fandom of a certain uh, genre or thing or or whatever? Let's say you're a huge wrestling fan. Does that, that plays into it some, right? I mean, if you, like, I, I know that there's some, like, diehard comedy people are like, you can't take the great comedy Bill Cosby did away from him. He was a genius in that way. So, for me, that's always stands, stands, and the guy's a douche, and he should have a ruined career now, but I'll always love his comedy. Well, if you're really into comedy, and you see it, and, you, and you're into the science of it, and the, and the sociology of it, and Everything about your life is comedy because you're a comedian or you, you you manage comedians or whatever it is. There's a bias there and that plays a role. And so that's why I was going to say after that last caller and after this one, thank you for that call, by the way, uh, is that this once again comes down to we're all going to have a slightly different take. And sometimes yeah. they'll align, sometimes they won't. What I think has to happen is the rule of law needs to be number one when it comes to uh, ultimate judgment. So if somebody... Uh, I don't know what statute limitations are on the Eliza Dushku thing, but uh, in that particular case, um, it was reported at the time. Apparently, this is what this part of the story was reported at the time. Nobody did anything about it. People kind of knew this guy was up to weird stuff, and they just sort of let it go. Um, she, of course, turned inward and didn't talk about it and didn't want to ruin her career and all the things that most of us would probably do in her case. She feels emboldened right now to talk about it. And I admire that. Um, but but maybe the way we ought to do it is we're all going to feel a little bit different about it. Uh, I think I can probably still watch True Lies and be okay with it. Um, I might see a stunt and go, oh, that's right. That guy worked on this. You know what I mean? Like that may be right there or whatever. But somebody else is yeah. going to hear about this and go, I can never go near that James Cameron movie again ever in the history of ever. And maybe that's why Ridley Scott was like, erase all Spacey and get freaking Christopher Plummer in here ASAP. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why he's doing that is because he doesn't want to have this legacy of here's a movie with a shithole in it. Sorry, I shouldn't use that word this week. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the point is, like, 
we all get to make the, those judgments, but then ultimately we should be a people with with laws. And those laws should determine a lot of this stuff. So if you don't think, as far as I know, um, uh, Louis C.K. did not break any laws, per se. I don't know. I'm no lawyer, so I don't know. But uh, did he? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any English on that. Let's say uh, he didn't. Sure. Let's say. Okay. Well, let's use another one. I'd say um, by the by her account. I'm not sure Aziz Ansari broke any laws. However, what he did is pretty embarrassing and shameful. Yeah, and he's admitted as such. So, so I guess that stuff kind of covers itself. It's when we're outraged that someone else isn't as outraged as we are that I start to bump up against a problem. So people that are really mad at me for being cool with Karen Tarantino movies in a post-Weinstein mess world, uh, there are people who are mad at me about that. Well, and- sure, sure. I, but I think that's part of the churn right now, though. And, and, and we, can, we can kind of... Nothing has to be about one thing. Right. right? And, and, and we can feel personally under attack because people don't agree with our publicly available feelings because we are, you know, for better or worse, public figures who are asking people to pay attention to our opinions. Mm-hmm. But the, the larger issue at play is now we are, we, we had kind of a shroud pulled from over our eyes. And, and the reason why I, I agree with some of the, the, the chat room here about like, hey, look, this isn't a male issue. This isn't a female issue. It's a human issue. I do think that there are different ways that we, by and large, not every single person, but by and large, we looked at this on gender lines just because these kinds of actions were more visible to women than they were to men. I know that I am certainly a part of that, and I think a lot of people that I know are. And... All of a sudden, what the last year has done when this hit critical mass was kind of remove some scales from our eyes and say, no, 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 no. You don't get to just say, well, let the chips fall where they may. Maybe I watch Woody Allen. Maybe I don't. Ah, The world's awful. We have to have a discussion with ourselves and as a society. What is okay and what is not? And, and, and that what where that manifests itself and the reason why I'm focusing so much on careers is because risk averse businesses like movies, like television, like show business in general, don't want to launch a ship they know will launch into rocks. Hmm. And if all of a sudden this landscape has changed so dramatically that they know like they can't in good that, that it is wasting money for them to put out a Louis C.K. movie, then that means that our culture has changed. Mm-hmm. It means that we are dealing with things differently. Mm. And it's ugly. I'm not saying all of it's right. I'm not saying that, that everything is going uh, according to plan. I do know that right now, the balances of power have shifted. And I think that the backlash we are seeing on it and you getting crap for, for not being diligent as a public figure enough for towing the line as to exactly adhering the public taste to everybody's uh, uh, whims is a reaction as sure as as one of those door springs <laughs> as to how far things had been tilted previously. Yeah. And yes, now we are, things are getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Things are, are, are very turbulent. 
Yeah. And I do think they'll calm down. But I think that part of it is just us kind of flipping on a light switch and realizing how messy this room got. Yeah, it's like being in a, it's, you know what? It's like when I go to Texas Roadhouse. This is a good example. They have the lights real low. You can't see shit in there. And they do yeah. that on purpose. It's an ambient thing. They want you to feel like you're in some old rowdy steakhouse or whatever. I am 100% sure if I turn the lights up in there, I am going to see some shit. I yes. just know it. It's going to be greasier than I thought. The food's not going to look as good. There are going to be more peanut shells on the floor than I thought were there. Like, it's going to be bad. So I totally agree with you that sunlight is glaring and it can be shocking and people are going to react in all these different ways. All of this is true. I guess what I'm saying is, one of my final thoughts here would be, as we wrap things up, <laughs> it, it's still a matter of scale for me. So if... Um, uh, one more example. If Steven's, if it came out that Steven Spielberg cheated on Kate Capshaw, yeah, for some that would change how they feel about his movies and they'd never see him again. For most people, I think they'd get past it and go, E.T. mattered a lot to me or this or that or the other. Or, you know, whatever. They'd have all these reasons to love the beloved director. If it came out that Steven Spielberg uh, killed three hookers and hid their bodies under the roof at his house in the attic, I don't know that I could see any more Spielberg movies or have those fond feelings about his old stuff in the same way with Cosby. If all Cosby had done is a smaller infraction in the, in the eyes of social beings, then I would probably say, eh, all right, well, whatever. But that's not what he did. He did horrible, criminal, violent things. He did things that were really, really bad. And I would just say that as this discussion continues, we're not solving it here, obviously. We're not trying to. We're just trying to look at all these issues from our perspective and talk about them on the show and have you participate. But as we move forward to this thing, what I hope happens is people gain a broader understanding of where everybody's at and don't just judge people on what they think. I'm getting equally judged for not watching Kevin Spacey movies, by the way. People think I'm all weird for doing that, that I should be able to separate the art and the artist. When it comes to that. So I've got my own little particular way of looking at it. Justin's got his variation. You guys as callers have got that. We have one more caller here. Let's see what they have to say. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Scott, it's Ian. Hey, Ian. I knew if we didn't hear from you, the world wasn't right. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so, all right. Uh, I, have, I have a pretty quick one here. Uh, considering what happened uh, this year specifically with, like, uh, Kevin Spacey, like, number one, I was really glad that Baby Driver came out when it did. Because if it had come out later in the year, it would have gotten buried. Mm. Uh, mainly for the fact that uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, factors as prominently in it as he, as he is. And, like, literally, like, two or three months later, Kevin Spacey was, you know, persona non grata. Nobody wanted to hear from him. I guarantee you that movie would have came and went. It wouldn't have gotten any much anywhere near as much claim. Yeah, but you you know that thing was probably headed toward Oscar favorites this year, and probably not now as a result. I'm I'm just a guess, just a thought. But yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, But along those lines, um, there's a new trend of removing actors entirely from properties after announcements like this happen. I mean, all the money in the world, Kevin Spacey was entirely removed from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. One that was a little bit further uh, down the wire, Gravity Falls, uh, had a special guest appearance of Louis C.K. in one of its last episodes. And uh, if you watch that same episode now on Hulu, Alex Hirsch re-recorded the dialogue. Mm. So 
Louis C.K. is no longer in that episode. Well, it's um, it's it's different than uh, animation can get away with it because they can just new v, yeah. new VO and you don't have to change anything else. Um, but do we? I, as far as I know, do we have any examples of like um, old stuff where people are being removed? <laughs> like, not, not not that I know of yet. But I'm I'm wondering if this sort of thing continues to happen. Um, well, it's a little bit harder with older stuff. But I mean, like, basically, how how regular is this going to become a trend where like, oh crap, we have two months until this movie comes out. Let's get everybody back together and re-record all these scenes to get rid of this guy who you know, is now persona non grata in Hollywood. Mm. What do you think, Justin? You know, uh, look, I mean, we, we've had conversations like this before. I mean, look, look at the, uh, uh, you know, the way that we've, uh, sanitized, you know, song of the South will never really be, you know, uh, recognized as, as the kind of movie that it was for its time, despite the fact that splash mountain exists at multiple theme parks around the world. Uh, <laughs> You know, we've we've seen editing and and uh, uh, stuff for racially inappropriate cartoons. Uh, uh, you know that I remember seeing when I was a kid. Now, no longer. Hell, Walt Disney himself. Uh, uh, you will not unless you come to the Walt Disney Museum, which is run by the family and not the Disney Corporation. Yeah. Although the Disney Corporation uh, uh, helped with uh, all the various different archival footage, it's the only place on earth you will see Walt Disney smoking. Which he did constantly. Yes. Really, every... I didn't know that. Right? Yeah, when I, so, I went to that museum when I visited San Francisco, and uh, and yeah, it's, it's all over the it's place. Great. Oh, man, it's great. Light I on the yeah. Lenny Riefenstahl uh, friendship, but but in general, an amazing museum. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that we've we've seen that stuff in the past. I wouldn't be shocked if if a gigantic social tremor like we are having right now results in more things where people are are pulled out of it. The only question is, at that point, is it worth editing it instead of just spiking it? Right. And and that I think we have so much media now that spiking it will probably just be the easier way to do it. Like we've seen with a lot of these people that, you know, they've gotten their stuff pulled, uh, uh, not only the new projects, but also the old projects. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, what the norms are moving forward are going to be super interesting. And we may end up coming back around on it. Someone in the chat room, I think Free Andrews kind of sums this up in a pretty good way. And I was trying to think of a good example that wasn't actor related today or movies I love and then finding out somebody in there's a douchebag um actually it wasn't for your age it was kill Morocco again he says twin towers got edited out of lots of movies i could you'd also say tv shows the sopranos intro removed the two towers as well after that happened different reasons for it but we don't like to be reminded of unpleasant things um that's kind of where i'm at with predators who i used to really like in movies or tv or artists whatever whoever they may be uh, musicians and then seeing them perform reminds me that they are predators. And uh, I think I'd have less of a problem watching Louis C.K. because I don't know that it was as predatory as some think it is. Again, Scott's opinion. I think it was weird as hell. Um, but I don't know how predatory it was. But but, but regardless, the, despite those scales or those variations, I still feel pretty strongly that uh, that if you see something you don't, that makes you think of something else. It takes away from the art anyway. So what are you doing? I can't block it out. So for me, I can't watch. I, if I see a movie where they've left the two towers in, I can't help it. I see them and go, yeah. Oh, there they are, man. And I may forget about it in 10 minutes. I'm back with the movie and everything's fine. I'm not saying I'm not going to see the movie because of it, but it's there. And whether you want it to be or not, it's there. Now that used to be that way for people who would see wreckage in Hawaii for, 
uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor and just the vision, the, 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 the image of that was enough to set them over. I didn't live in that time and I don't have that association with it. So it doesn't bother me at all. Um, it's probably that that's, that's probably true for a very young generation now who has no idea what the twin towers significance are. So, so that stuff changes over time with different people, but it's a very big thing for me. So every time I see it, I freak out a little bit. Can in a hundred years, somebody listen to a Cosby album and rediscover the brilliance that was Cosby humor and kind of push to the side this, this old timey tale of how he was a rapey old man. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Time does that. Anyway. Well, certainly. I mean, look, we, we, we look at people that were murderers, you know, uh, and, and trivialize kind of where they are as time heals all wounds. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we will see whether or not that will be a legacy that will live on for them, despite what we are going through now. But there is no doubt that we are having these conversations more and more as we look at our you know, popular culture and uh, don't like what we see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, here's what I would suggest to everybody. Email us in about this one. We want to hear your feedback. It is the biggest thing of 2017, early 2018. It continues to be a thing, and it's huge. Some people are really sick of it. I get that. Um, it starts to get a little fatigue when that's all you hear. There's a lot of things in life like that. If every day, you know, if everything's shocking, then nothing is. And I know some people are getting to that point. But I do think it's an interesting conversation. Unfriendmeshow at gmail.com is the place to send it. Uh, Justin, any, any final words before we go today? Oh man, this one got hectic, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go ahead and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, send in your emails. Uh, we are very, very excited to do it. Hopefully some big fun things happening with the show going forward. Uh, but tell you what, next week we're off, uh, uh, gender, although there are some gender elements to this paying college athletes. I'm making the call here, Scott. Oh, wow. We're talk right. about paying college athletes economics and not uh, uh, sociology, although there's plenty of that in there too. Uh, But go ahead and get in your opinions. If you have an opinion on paying college athletes, hit unfriendmeshow at Gmail up with that as well. Otherwise, we'll be taking your live calls next week. That's right. And Justin is at Justin R. Young on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Feel free to send some of those thoughts there. If you're watching this on the YouTube archive, you can leave your comments there. Wherever you're talking, that's where we're listening. And I want to thank the chat room for being here live as well. Though we can't take everyone calling from there uh, as much as we'd like, it's nice to get text feedback in there. So thank you guys so much for that. We really appreciate it. Like Justin said, we got some cool stuff coming up and uh, maybe a few ways to, uh, I don't know, get something rad from the show. We'll let you know what that is soon. Dropping a little yeah. uh, hint there. Uh, I think it's going to do it for us, for me and for Justin and for all of you and hopefully for way less people being douchebags. We'll see you next week. There. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>